What is that? Is that a shiny object? Is that a UFO? Is that a piece of gold? What's floating? Welcome to the Mindset Art Podcast. I'm your host and mindset coach, CJ Levy. And as Bruce Lee said, I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times, end quote. So today we're breaking down what is shiny object syndrome? How can we overcome it? And what can we replace it with? With modern technology, social media, the ever-changing landscape of business, you know, we're inundated with ideas on what you should do for work, the latest investment hack or opportunity, these get-rich-quick schemes. You know, with dating apps and social media, we're constantly given new ideas on who you could, would, or should be dating, which is probably some crazy filter that isn't even reality. But we're inundated with this stuff. Options are no longer the bottleneck that they were in previous generations. Now we have a surplus of options. And the true necessary skill set of today is being able to choose and commit for long enough to see things through. It's not being distracted by the shiny object that rolls past us as we're in our route to our chosen destination. So, for example, take the story of Colonel Sanders. By the age seven, Colonel Sanders already started cooking, and it was a passion of his. It was something he loved to do. And as he was growing up, he continued to cook, but he tried a bunch of different odd jobs. He had a bunch of shiny objects that rolled past him. At one point, he was a streetcar conductor, and he was a steamboat operator. He was a soldier. He was a fireman. He was a lawyer, and he was a salesman. He bounced around chasing shiny object to shiny object but he wasn't able to commit long enough to create any legitimate traction in order to actually reach a level of success where you reap rewards and finally by the age 40 he said you know what i gotta settle down i gotta focus on one thing and do it right and he felt like he had mastered the perfect fried chicken recipe he was committed he's like you know what i'm gonna make fried chicken i'm gonna do it damn well and over time people started showing up and eventually he decided that that chicken was so finger licking freaking good that he should franchise it so he started traveling to a bunch of different restaurants and cooking his fried chicken for these people on the spot to these restaurant owners and saying you should join this franchise but guess what colonel sanders was denied 1009 times before he made his first franchise sale incredible but he believed in his product and he was committed to his path and he wasn't letting the new shiny objects of all these different career paths and stuff he said you know what i'm committed to this i'm gonna die with my hand in a freaking kfc bucket or this thing's gonna take off and ultimately you probably look around and you see KFCs everywhere you look. Because by the time he sold the company, Colonel Sanders had 600 franchisees selling his trademark chicken. And to this day, KFC remains one of the largest fast food franchises worldwide. And it was because Colonel Sanders worked so hard, he was so dedicated, that he gained the success that he did. And I think from the surface, you see KFC, you see, oh, wow, great recipe. This is finger looking good. You know, if I would have come up with this idea or this recipe, I would be rich too. Right, because from the surface, many people say, well, yeah, you know, if I just had the good idea, that's what it takes to, to be successful, or I have a great idea. But you know what? It's not until you dig into the actual story of it all and realize that he was successful because he chose one thing and he mastered it. He fed it rocket fuel until it found enough momentum to finally blast off. Whether it's in your career, your health, your relationships, you know, we find success by finding something we believe in and then committing with smart and hard work for long enough to reach success. As Tony Robbins says, you know, we're rewarded publicly for what we practice for years in private. And I often work with entrepreneurs and individuals who are in creative endeavor fields. And part of being a creative is you got a lot of ideas. 
which can really be a blessing and it can also be a curse depending on how you direct it and rolls a shiny object into the conversation, right? Let's say you've been banging your head against the wall with a project or in a relationship that's a little bit of rocky territory or your health progress has plateaued a little bit. And what do you know? In walks the latest and greatest thing. You find yourself down some YouTube or TikTok rabbit hole of a new path that promises better, quicker, faster, more rewarding results than whatever you're currently in. But for those of us who've walked that road time and time again, what happens next? A week later, a month later, a year later, a few years later, we hit another roadblock again and in walks the next shiny object to save us from our perils. So what do we got to do? Well, let's step back and look a little more closely at what is the shiny object syndrome? How do we really understand this from a psychological perspective? So if you look it up online, a shiny object syndrome, also labeled SOS, which is an accurate representation, is a pop cultural psychological concept where people focus on new and fashionable idea regardless of how valuable or helpful it may actually be. So in the beginning it might seem like something that's worth focusing your attention on it but ultimately it's a distraction. It's either a personal distraction or something that is done intentionally to distract others. My Google search went on to say people who face a fear of missing out are especially susceptible if you've got FOMO because the distraction of shiny objects in themselves clouds your judgment and your focus. So the term shiny object syndrome is also defined as when somebody mistakes something small and focused and fixates on it to the extent they lose the big picture. They lose the original path that they were going down. And the important thing is your sense of direction is crucial. And this is where the waters are a little bit muddy because you say, well, what I've been doing doesn't seem to be working. So how do I know that I'm doing the right things? And that's a whole different discussion. It's kind of about taking a second and looking at your own behavior. Am I a person who chases shiny objects? If you know that you're a person who chases shiny objects, then you got to say, hold on, let's slow down a little bit. Let's find something and focus in because there is no question that choosing the right path is important. But in reality, it's sticking to the path that you've chosen so long as it's the right healthy one for you. That's what determines the people who make it and the people who forever are chasing their tail in a freaking circle. Right? You can never seem to catch the break that you've been looking for if you're constantly trying new things, trying new things. It takes time to get where you need to go. Take a guy like Samuel L. Jackson. He's known as one of the highest grossing actors of all time who starred in over 100 movies. Well, Samuel took interest in drama back in his early 20s, but he didn't become world famous until he was 46 for his role in Pulp Fiction. Take a guy like Ray Kroc, the man behind McDonald's. Obviously one of the most popular, if not the most popular fast food chain in the world. Ray Kroc was 52 years old when he took over the McDonald's chain, which landed him an enormous $600 million of wealth. If you've seen that story, he might be a little crooked in his pursuit. But the point is, choose something and follow through on it. Find something legitimate and push, 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 push. Took years. Take a guy like Sam Walton. He was successful in retail management in his 20s and 30s, but he didn't really take on the concept of Walmart until he was 44, where he founded the first Walmart in Rogers, Arkansas in 1962. And the rest is history because he stayed committed and focused. All through his 20s, all through his 30s, he was learning about retail management. He was working in those positions. It wasn't until he was 44 that everything launched off. So are you in your 20s or 30s or even in your 40s and going, man, you know, I just never seem to take off and I've been chasing these different things. Well, take a guy like Sam Walton. He spent about 24 years pushing, pushing, pushing in one industry before he started the idea, which ultimately took him and his family to being one of the wealthiest families in the world, right? It's about long-term commitment. 
comes back to Malcolm Gladwell's idea, the 10,000 hour rule, which is saying that the average successful person has spent about 10,000 hours of practice before rising to the top of their field, right? So if you've got a bad case of the SOS, shiny object syndrome, odds are each little shiny new object catches you before you hit anywhere near that 10,000 hours invested. Look at that for yourself. If you are somebody who you feel like you just haven't been able to catch the right idea or you've put a bunch of energy into these types of things, go back and look at the amount of hours that you have actually spent in trying to build that skill set or in trying to be successful in whatever that thing is. Odds are you're probably nowhere near the 10,000 hours. As the hypnotist that I brought on, Brian Green, he says often, he says, you know, you can't have 10 years worth of experience without having 10 years worth of experience. So a lot of seemingly overnight successes actually take years rather than someone just spending a few hours on the latest technology and becoming a billionaire like a lot of these TikToks will promote to you. So what do we do about all this? Well, it comes down to shifting what you're looking for. What is it that you're really trying to accomplish? Because in order to get over this SOS, you got to really shake your mind for a second. You got to look at it like we just did and said, hey, you know, let's get clear about what the actual issue is. Is the issue that you're not doing the right thing or is the issue that you haven't put in enough time? Odds are it is a time related piece. So you might be saying, well, how do I know the right thing? Well, it's time to maybe shift what you're looking for. Shake it up a little bit. Realize that it's not just about that specific action, that specific job, that specific career. And look at the bigger picture. What are you really trying to accomplish? Because a lot of times the long-term accomplishment is actually achievable through a bunch of different roads. And maybe it's something simple, you know, just long-term, I just want to have a feeling of satisfaction. I want fulfillment. I want to feel like what I did was relevant and important. I want to feel like I contributed. And if I just feel that, if I feel that what I did had that aspect to it, then you know what? There's a bunch of roads you can take to get there. I think for a lot of people, that is what they're ultimately looking for. There are a lot of different roads you can take to get there, but it's a long road, whichever one you choose. And every time you get off that one to get on a new one, you got to start over from the beginning. So that mentality, looking at the really long-term thing of what are you actually going for on a more emotional and larger big picture aspect of your life, is much different than this quick fix mentality that the shiny object syndrome really grasps the attention of people based on. Because the antidote to the SOS is to see long-term, to realize that what you're looking for is less about the specific actions it takes to get there and more about creating and building within the process that that long-term satisfaction is more important than the instant gratification. Because the instant gratification feels good when you see something new and exciting and you're like, oh, wow, I'm going to go do that. But before you know it, that instant gratification just leads to chasing your tail over and over and over. There's been many studies and one of the most successful traits of humans is people who do not give in to instant gratification. They've studied this amongst children where they put some food in front of the kids and they say, hey, if you wait long enough, you can eat all of it. If you want to go ahead and eat any of it right now, you only get half. They study them later in life, and the kids who waited the longest who were able to delay gratification were the most successful in their lives later on. So for some of this, myself included, this can really only be learned through the school of hard knocks. Hopefully you get this idea in your head, but maybe you still need to bounce around a little bit. I personally bounced around from a few different gigs. I wanted to become a photographer, so I, I bought a drone, started doing drone photography for golf courses, and then I switched to starting a contractor's business. I did it for about two months. I got my contractor's license. I was all excited about it for a while, got a couple gigs, was in there painting walls, realized how kind of shitty it was. Then I was researching tech launches for a while, trying to get into that. Then my mom and I were going to start a cleaning company. Then I was out in Thailand getting pitched on an idea to import rice pink 
or purple freaking rice. And then we were going to start a tourism company, Bengal Tiger Tours, where we were going to bring people from the United States into Thailand. There were a lot of different ideas. There were a lot of shiny objects in the early stages of my career. So I'm the first one to appreciate this whole concept because I'm somebody who's definitely recovered from a bad case SOS. But it really wasn't until I chose, okay, you know what? These are the things that I'm going to do. I have a very specific long-term goal within real estate. I have a very specific long-term goal within coaching. And I'm committed to plowing ahead within those spaces. And for me, that feels like a marriage. It's something that I have dedicated myself to where you say, you know what? Just like you would pick with a spouse where you go down the aisle and you read your vow and you say, I do, I commit myself to this thing. That's what you really got to do. That's the mentality that you have to have. When you feel like you found something that's right, you got to commit yourself just like that with that level of certainty, that level of I am committed to this thing. You know, you can always file for divorce later if things really go wrong and you realize that this isn't the right thing for you to be doing. That's okay. But you got to go in with that same mentality of focus, that commitment to success. You don't have to go down with the ship, but you got to see it through a similar lens because ultimately what is at stake? What is at stake by continuing to chase the shiny object in your life? Well, not making a decision is making a decision. You know, the more you start to look at things and try different stuff, you experience this analysis paralysis. You get stuck in these states of indecisiveness and you end up chasing your tail in circles and experiencing something called the failure to launch. You never get your feet off the ground. So tool of the day, the antidote to the SOS is to first feel free to take some time to try things. Go for it. You know, you don't have to pick right off the bat, but see the long term. See what really matters to you. Create that sense of clarity and realize that there are multiple paths that you can take to get there and then choose one and commit to it. Marry it. Do a whole freaking ceremony if you have to say, hey, you know what? I get down on one knee. I give it my all to this thing. Regardless of the shiny object that rolls past me next, I'm committed to you, baby girl. Let's do this thing, whatever you got to do here. And remember the words of Shakespeare, not everything that glitters is gold. So that's what we're working with today. Hey, I mean the world to me if you want to leave a rating or review or share this with somebody that you thought might find value more than anything. I appreciate you being here. For more info on coaching, the book launch, and the mindset motivation, head over to cjlead.com. This is the Mindset is our podcast. Thanks for going to MI with me today.